Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com. Welcome to Off the Page, a weekly podcast produced by the Comox Valley Record. I'm Erin Halschuk, a journalist with The Record. Join me as we take a deeper look into the people and stories within the Comox Valley. Carrie Scott is with Comox Valley Nature. The organization recently announced its Tree of the Year, an annual contest highlighting trees in the Comox Valley, now in its fifth year. Carrie is here to talk about this year's winning tree, one that is more than 400 years old. Welcome to the podcast, Carrie. Thank you very much for having me. So let's start with this contest. I understand it's in its fifth year right now. How did the contest start and why was it important to have a Tree of the Year? So the contest actually started in Europe, I think over 20 years ago, and it began in the Czech Republic. And so now there's a European tree of the year, which is interesting. And one of the other Comox Valley Nature members, a woman by the name of Kathy Story, she brought the contest to the valley. And so, like you said, the contest started five years ago. And sadly, Kathy uh, Story passed away in December of 2020. But last year, the Tree of the Year Award was dedicated in her honor. Why was it important for her and for Comox Valley Nature to bring that contest to the valley, do you think? Well, the motto of Comox Valley Nature is to know nature and to keep it worth knowing. And so this was one way for her to bring that to our community and for local residents to really appreciate the gifts that we have here in the valley. And there's so many amazing tree stories in the Comox Valley. Yeah, and the one that we're going to talk about today sounds really intriguing. But before we get to this year's Tree of the Year, can you tell me a few of the trees that have won in the past? What are some of those examples? Absolutely. So last year in 2021, there was a Western U in in the Cumberland Forest, which was nominated by Ted Granger. And a close second to that one that also got some interest last year was a big leaf maple in the, I think it's Morrison Creek Park. And that was nominated by Marion uh, Deleuze's grade six class at Ecole Puntledge Park. So the whole school really got on board with that one and, and it created a lot of interest. Just in terms of the actual contest itself, anybody can nominate a tree or how does it work? And then do people vote online or how does that process work? Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can nominate a tree. Mm-hmm. And the nomination period usually starts in February and goes to April 1st. And then anyone can vote. All of the stories are listed on the Comox Valley Nature website. And so you can go and read the stories and see the picture of the tree. And then they also have put together all sorts of different tours. So you can pick a tour and follow it on a bike or walking trail to look at all the different trees. And it's really encouraged for everybody to go and look at the trees and then vote. And that's kind of brings us to this year's tree. I heard it has quite the story behind it. So I understand that it's actually located in Courtney. It's more than 400 years old and it started growing actually before settlers even came to the Comox Valley. And it's considered the largest of its kind on Vancouver Island. Can you tell me a little bit about the award-winning tree this year? Yeah, absolutely. This is such a beautiful tree. I hope everybody gets a chance to go and have a look at it and take in how beautiful it is. It is a Gary Oak and it's located on property at 30. 15 Glacier Road in Courtney. So as you're walking up Glacier Road, it's on the right-hand side 
and it is as big as it is wide. It's 21 meters tall and just has these huge branches that are reaching out. And if you know Gary Oak trees, they're kind of gnarly and, and quite interesting looking. At the base, the diameter of the tree is 120 centimeters wide. So it's it's massive. Wow. And <laughs> it was nominated by Ruth Berry. So Ruth and her husband, Jerry Van, bought the house and the property 12 years ago. And at the time, there was an old farmhouse there that had been there for 63 years. So this house, the owners of that property had been sort of guardians of the tree for that long. But the tree had been standing there, obviously, for hundreds of years prior to that. And in 1960, about, BC Hydro put some really interesting sort of metal bands into the upper limbs of the tree to keep it from dipping over onto the power lines that run up Glacier Road. So when you look at the tree, you can see these metal bands that the tree now has like totally compartmentalized into its growth. And it's quite an interesting looking kind of mechanical contraption in there. Uh, Ruth herself absolutely loved climbing trees from a young age and so she had a rope put into the tree and uh, the picture in the paper you'll notice she's climbing up the tree and she would often climb in there and just enjoy the view from up there. There's an incredible view of the Comox Glacier and about Mount Washington. So when Ruth and Jerry built their house they hired an arborist to consult on how they should build their house and so the tree was very protected when they built their house and then the architect built the house with the tree in mind so that the views are looking into the tree like you're in the branches and it's just the whole focal point of of them buying the property and building the house was around this tree. Are there any significant stories around this particular tree? So Ruth Berry and her mom Denise Nadler um, were living together in the house. Her mom was diagnosed with severe dementia and At one point, they were out in the yard together, and her mom had tripped and fallen on the grass under this scary oak tree. And when Ruth went to look for her, she found her lying on the ground. And she was happily lying there, staring up into these, you know, gnarled branches of the oak tree. And just with a huge smile on her face. I think because of the dementia that she had, she was nonverbal. So she she wasn't speaking, but um, she was very happy to be there taking in the beauty of this tree. So Ruth went into the house and got a pillow and a blanket and got her set up under the tree and together they just lay under the tree for, you know, quite a while and Ruth would tell stories inspired by the faraway tree by Enid Blyton. So these sort of like fantasy stories of, you know, the the people and the creatures living in the tree and that there was a, a slide inside the trunk that they would come down. And so her and her mom just spent time together in that moment. And I think that was a really precious moment for Ruth to be able to appreciate the tree. So after her mom passed away, her ashes were spread under the base of the scary oak. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. So this one is, like you mentioned, it's quite old of a tree. Is that normal for Gary Oaks to live that long? Or is this something uh, quite unique about this particular tree? 
Well, in our area, particularly like in northern Vancouver Island, there are quite a number of Gary oak trees that are of reasonable age. Just a couple of weeks ago, the Comox Valley Nature organized a tour specifically of the Gary oaks. And the sort of sad statistic around these trees is that there is, I believe it's only about 5% of the original Gary Oak forest that is left in the Comox Valley. And I think that is a huge part of why they are protected the way that they are. But many of them are easily, I would say, 100 to 200 years old. You'll notice in the yard, in the, on the Glacier Road property, there's two other younger Gary oak trees, and it's believed that they are sort of like the children of this other tree. So this one tree is sort of the mother tree to these other Gary oaks that are there. You talked a little bit about the size of this particular Gary oak. It's Is it one of the largest Gary oaks on Vancouver Island? It is considered, yeah, to the be largest. one of the largest. In, I'm not sure about Vancouver Island in general, but definitely in the northern the Vancouver northern. Island for sure, yeah. yeah. Why do you think it's done so well in that particular location? It hasn't had anything to compete with, to be honest. And you'll notice in the forest behind the sports center, there's quite a a few Gary Oaks in there, but there's also been a lot of competition. And so as the Douglas firs and even some cherry trees that just have been taking over, the the canopies have been sort of encroaching on these Gary Oaks and it, it leaves them threatened to survive. You've talked a little bit about what the owners are doing and also other agencies like BC Hydro are doing to ensure its protection. Are there best practices that can be followed to make sure that this tree is going to keep growing and keep surviving? Or What is the average age for a, a Gary Oak? Oh, that is a great question. I am not sure, but this tree in particular is really healthy and doing really, really well. There is parasite that is in the valley that has been affecting the oaks and and the gary oaks which is i think people are sort of monitoring and so that will sort of shorten i think the life of some of them but it's important i think not to mow around the base so keeping the the trunk of the tree sort of a natural habitat and then just being mindful of what's planted around it so that it can always sort of have that canopy and the space to grow and doesn't get crowded out by other other species. Where do you see the contest going and why is it important to, for people to nominate trees and to really care about this contest? Well, let me read you a quote. It came in earlier from this year and it says, what we also heard was that it was very difficult to vote in favor of just one tree. It said all the trees are winners. So in that instance, I think the contest is just going to keep thriving from year to year. And as more people begin to know about the contest and as more people take interest and and start looking at uh, the trees in the area, then it will just bring more and more attention to what's here and what's valuable and what people appreciate. One of the interesting nominations this year, too, was actually what you would consider a stump. So it was a tree that had been cut down, but it was still living in a sense because the bark had been grown over and enclosed the top of the the stump. And so there was a bit of like discussion as to whether or not that qualified as a tree. But when you think about the processes that are going on there and that there is sort of this forest and all the trees are communicating as one and that one of the other sort of mother trees in the area was still feeding this other tree to help protect it, then little things like that, the more we begin to understand the fullness of our forests and and how they grow and how they 
you know, become part of the natural environment in terms of their interaction with the other species and the birds and the animals and everything, then I think our, our appreciation just becomes fuller and greater and more and more interest. And so for next year, if somebody is interested in nominating a tree, when do nominations open? So they usually begin at the beginning of February, and there'll hopefully be an announcement in the paper and then on the Comox Valley Nature website. You can join to be a member of Comox Valley Nature, and you'll get information in their monthly meetings or through the newsletter that comes out. But everybody is welcome to put in a vote for their favorite tree. Thank you so much, Carrie. Really appreciate your insight today, and thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I love telling about the tree stories in the valleys. That's this edition of Off the Page, produced by the Comox Valley Record. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. Email us at offthepage at comoxvalleyrecord.com. Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com.